<laughs> All right, you ready? Yep. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Serie A audio experience. This is the second round of Serie A, but our first podcast all together. We've got Antonio, who looks like a nice lobster, right? Because you came back from from Italy right now. How you doing? The people, the people miss both of you because we had to do a podcast without you guys. Well, they deserve that. I mean, when 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 we're not here, right, Pete? That's what they get. See, of course they were missing us, right, Pete? Is it better I, or is it I worse? Yeah, you don't understand. I said if they were that good, they uh-huh. would never be missing oh, us. But since they're us. not gotcha. that good, then they miss us. Got it, got it. A lot of the comments just said saw that it was only you two and backed out of the video, backed wow. out of the podcast. They Get said out. until Antonio and Pete come back, wow. they're not gonna watch. All right. Sounds good. I mean, that makes me feel better. Does it? Yeah. Good. How was how was <laughs> nice. Italy? Too short. Too short. Sure. You were out for a little while. Well, a little while. 16 days is not a, lot, a long time. It's more than most Plus, vacations. it's very stressful having fun. You know what I mean? I had to go to so many places. I'm <laughs> telling you. It's stressful having Bill, fun. Oh, Mike, are you kidding me? I want your stress. Oh, I want that life. It's too much fun. Food here, food there. Eat this. Go here, go there. That's stress? Oh, Eat my it? God. Very stressful. Mm. Pete, how are you? And you're able to watch a game, too. And I went and to watch the game. Yeah. Best of ways, but we won't get to that. Well, you are at Lecce. Are we, are we are allowed to say what happened? Can I can I just go summarize ahead. real quick? Yeah, you went to Lecce Inter. I'm not going to make you go get your phone, otherwise mm-hmm. it's going to take ten minutes to put it away. Mm-hmm. But the back of your phone case is a body phone case. Mm-hmm. So every time he tried to record videos with the Lecce fans, and Lecce and body, I warned like you. Oh my, I, I I was not aware that I was doing that. I swear to God, you know you can get really killed. For that's not a joke. That's well, not tell yourself thank, that. Well, thank God for my son, because my son, my son, he, he, he kind of pushed one guy out because the guy, oh, the guy, uh, that's crazy. He was getting too too close, and it was uh, he oh, says, uh, un barese di merda, meaning, <laughs> okay, you don't uh, I, 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 I shitty that. barese, you uh-huh. know what I mean? <laughs> I said, how the fucking does he know this guy here? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh shit! <laughs> I said, he did, you know, I was with. Hey, and you were in the shirt, right? I was wearing this, but I said the shirt doesn't say body. But those are the, actually the color of body. Here you go. I went to pick up my phone. So anyway, he went to pick up. Uh, this is you know, this is his phone case. It so says, uh, how, did, how did they know? <laughs> I hit my Speak God. right into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my God, man. So so what I did, I got up. I uh, I got away from the uh, from the seats that we were over there, and uh, I I took the cover off and I went to the upper uh, uh, curva, and we started to do some interviews. Otherwise, uh, you know, one of the one of these guys here was uh, looking for trouble. So okay. <laughs> either so way, you're all right. Way, I'm I'm good. I had a great you had time. A good time. But they realized that I was cheering for Lecce later on because every time that uh, there was a chant for Lecce, I was right there in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you cheering for Lecce or were you cheering against Inter? No, I was cheering, well, both. I was net. Mostly was against Inter, but uh, I'm not really a Leches fan. They realize uh, you're on their side, though, regardless. Yes. Okay, that's yes. all that matters. Inter, it's two for two. The only one at this uh, at this table. How do you uh, how have you felt about the beginning of the season so far? It's still early. We have to get into the swing of things. I think a lot of the players are still getting into the shape, but definitely the the performance of Spezia was a lot better than the performance at Lecce. Um, and you call those I'm teams? Lecce and Spezia. Right. It's not about teams. It's about making sure that you get those three points, and Inter were able to do it. So, all right. Do you want me to go more into the Inter yeah. game? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously, if we're gonna talk a little bit the first game, slow. Uh, I think pragmatic, very easy to understand what Inter were trying to do. Um, but what I did like, if I'm gonna judge Inzaghi, was. His willingness to get all three points that first game, something that he didn't do last year, 
We often saw him, you know, take out Lautaro, try to change another striker. This time around, he's like, I'm putting all my cards, and he and he put four strikers in to try to get that that win. So I felt that was a little Mourinho esque. And I know you don't like that, but that's something that Mourinho would have done when, when you're late in the game or it looks like it's going to be a tough game and you need an individual brilliance to make something happen. He did it. Um, you know, we were just the first half. We were slow, you know, and uh, you're not going to beat a, a Lecce team that was well positioned and was playing behind the ball the whole game. And, you know, the one real chance that they had, they were able to score versus Inter and, and really put Inter in a, in a bad situation. You know, you're versing a Lecce team who, one, has a great crowd. It's a great piazza. Just coming up from Serie B, you know, they they want to steal points from, from Inter. So uh, it was important to get that win. How it happens, it doesn't matter. The first game is always a, is always a struggle for a lot of teams. And then going into the second game, you know, I saw a little bit more fluidity in the in the match. Definitely Lautaro and Lukaku were, were on the same page. The goal was, I think, a, a work of, of beauty. Um, and Inter had a couple of chances even in the first half um, to really put Spezia away. And then little little by little, we're able to take control of the match and, and, and uh, you know, get the goals that they needed. Um, it's good to see that we have... This is what Conte always wanted, that Lukaku-Zeko. So... You know, Lukaku is very different than Adzeko. Lukaku is going to be able to, on a counterattack, run at the opponent, run after the ball, head it on, where Adzeko is going to be able to give you a little bit more hold-up play. So being able to have that mix is going to be able, you know, to really spring this Inter team. When one thing is not working, you're going to be able to, to change it, but you still have your target striker. When the crosses, both, you know, Lukaku and Adzeko are, are uh, you know, Great in the air inside mm. the in the inside. So you won a campionato technically. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> well, the way you've been talking, I mean, uh, this is what Conte wants. This is what this wants. So bottom line is, you missed Lukaku. No, you got Lukaku. You got no excuse. You're gonna have to win the campionato because uh, anything less than that, you should be taking the old team and just to put it on. Uh, he does on a have toilet. a point. The team, well, the not, team is made to win now. The team is, yeah. you know, we were missing Lukaku last year, and I mm -hmm. think with the Lukaku, we win the scudetto. 100%. I'll, I'll say that right here. Okay. I think the biggest thing he is... said last year. Last year. What about this year? One second. The defense, the fact that Skriniar is staying right now, we still have a couple more days left in the Mercato, and you never know what could happen. But keeping Skriniar, I think, was a major, ma major push for Inter. Inter got rid of one of their young star players, Casadei, but they were able to make $20 million on a guy that never played a game. That's in Serie wild. A. Okay? So that is That's crazy. a good little bit of business. Does it bite us in the, in the butt later, ten, you know, five years from now? Maybe two years from now. It's going to bite you in the ass. Yeah, like, like Zaniolo. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we, we really gave up on the... Not gave up, but we needed the cash or we needed to be able to hold. So holding Skriniar now to get that uh, Scudetto... Okay, so Pete, to make a long to story short, you keep, you keep Skriniar and you have Lukaku, pretty much the, the, the Scudetto is a, is a lock for you guys. It's on the bag. No, yes. there's nothing in the bag. Maybe nothing in the bag. Do you have there's any fears within teams. the squad? Is there anything you noticed? Because I know some people were saying even during preseason mm -hmm. and in the first match against Lecce, which only won the game in the 94th minute, mm -hmm. some they were saying defensively, maybe there's some worries. Is well, there any part of the team that you feel like we are lacking or you're lacking? Well, we definitely need that fourth center back because I feel... You know, if one of the three go out, you have either Di Marco and D'Ambrosio 
as the those jolly players. And DeMarco like, sent the ball for the winner, didn't he? Did DeMarco send the pass to, to Dumfries? No. Mm, yeah, I think so. No, no he yeah. sent the ball. He sent the ball towards the first um, one I for think. Lukaku, right? Mm, the first DeMarco. One. He's got great. Like I think DeMarco does he a really good a job crossing. No, 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 no. DeMarco on the left side is, is amazing. But what I'm trying to say is, in that three, mm. he doesn't have the stature to really take or fill the the you know the the role of Bastoni. Does Acerbi do that for you? Because you're probably no, getting I, I don't think he does. But I think Acerbi as a center back can replace any three of those positions mm. and do a solid job. Uh, as a center back coming in and, and being able to do it. Well, you had Ranocchia. You're not replacing Ranocchia. Ranocchia technically is a 40, 45 years old guy that he, he, he went to Monza. So it's not that you're lacking the, uh, the, the fourth center. You just uh, haven't been able to replace with oh, the, gonna, with the guy with a $75 million uh, no, what I'm saying Marquise. is we're going to replace him. That was one one question Acherbi. was getting that center back if it's Acerbi. Listen, Acerbi, you know, he is in the, in the Italian national team Discussion. Yeah. I'm not saying he's the starter, he's but rotational. for a guy off the bench, he's a solid part, yeah. uh, player to come on. For me, I think the biggest question with this Inter team is understanding what Golsons we're going to get. Mm. Because Golsons still to this day is, is a little sluggish and it hasn't been able to produce what he's done in Atalanta. Um, I can compare it to a Perisic. I mean, to be quite honest, Perisic up until the last couple of years was a question mark a lot of times. You don't know which one you were going to get. So, you know, we need Golsons to come in now. He's got the six months that he's been at Inter over that. And now he's got to really step in and take that role because I think he's the one that can really spring uh, this Inter team into, uh, you know, uh, that type of engine that we want. Mike, oh. what do you, I know you're a big fan of Gosens. I think that Inter did a really great job at bringing in Pettisic's replacement before they even needed it because they signed him last January. Is is Gosens the worry for you? I mean, if he plays like he did at Atalanta, I think there'll be no reason for Inter fans to worry. But do you think he will? We everybody but, agrees on that. It's but do you the way think it's that looking. I don't happen? know, man. It's there's already there's already few scares on him with um, not being able to stay fit. I don't know if Inter kind of... It's, it's not their fault at all. It's not looking like Gossens is going to be that consistent player. I feel like it's just going to be injury-prone for Inter, and it's going to be Di Marco doing most of the workload this season. So personally. is that what will hurt them? Is that the position? I don't think that's going to hurt them. I think they're going to miss a lot on that left flank, and they're going to have to use uh, Dumfries a lot on that right side to to uh, overcompensate for that left side. But uh, there's going to be a huge downgrade from Perisic because Perisic had a fantastic last season. It's going to be hard, very hard to replicate that because I don't think Gossin's going to be very fit this season. We have to see, you know, the first couple of games, I want to see Gossin. He's got to be able to flick, you know, change that switch and be able to make those runs because he's done it. It's not like we're saying, hey, this is a guy that's coming from another league mm. and we don't know. Usually when a player comes from a Serie A, mm. Uh, team, they're able to produce because they already have done mm -hmm. it within the league. So I'm expecting him to to turn it on. But listen, DiMarco is is a valued uh, replacement. He's solid. He's not Perisic or the numbers that Perisic put up. Yeah. But I also can say that Dumfries in the last games that he's played looked really good. You know, I think this is now his. You know, this is his second year now in Serie A. He's going to be able to understand the style of play within Italy. Um, but I, I would say that Inter's problems are the wingback positions because we don't have adequate uh, subs because we have Bellanova, who still has been sluggish within the preseason. Uh, and I think within the midfield, 
You know, Mkhitaryan is a player that we didn't have last year. Aslani, we didn't have. It's gonna be good. And now you still have you still have Gallardini. So like if if Inter need to push it, and we need an attacking offensive minded uh, midfielder, we can put uh, Mkhitaryan in, and he'll do a good shift. Uh, Aslani can replace Brozovic little by little, and he can be the future uh, mm-hmm. of Inter. And then you have Gallardini, who always puts in that that shift where he does the dirty work. I'm not the biggest of fan, of, you know, biggest fan of his, but he's able to clean up. And if we had to defend the lead, Inzaghi could even use. He sent mm-hmm. a great ball to Jekyll yeah. on the goal. Listen, okay. The one player that you mentioned that I think there's three guys that I have in my mind that I, are becoming my favorite players in Serie A. One of them is Dumfries, and I think that he's very underrated. His ability to when the wing back crosses the ball in. His ability in the air is so underrated and strong. He always, even if he doesn't score, he makes himself felt. He can dribble his man. He sends in good balls. I think he's such a good player that has to be starting for Inter. Yeah. I know sometimes Darmian is used as a more defensive-minded player, but I would always play Dumfries. Same. We got two pieces of business to do right now. The first, I realized that Michael and I gave our top four prediction, so I want to give you guys a second to think about your top four. If you know it, amazing. That's great in the order as well. As of right now, I know the market didn't end. Second piece of business. So we told you guys this in the past. Obviously, espresso and coffee is a huge part of our I'm show. I'm going to get one now. We have <laughs> a partner, a coffee partner, officially. Siag what is the sponsor. Have? What do you mean we have? IFTV. Oh, IFTV. Ooh, IFTV. That's good to know. You don't have to pay anymore for coffee. Jesus. We have you. We got you covered. Siag is sponsoring our podcast. How do you spell Siag? C-I-A-G? S-I-A-G. Oh, you see Siag. Okay. And uh, there will be a link S-I-A-G. in the description where you could be able to purchase it. We're going to do a live taste test. Mike, this is how we're doing this. We have a camera set up to show our Calcio Cafe over there. What we're going to do is every week, whoever's team loses, or in this case doesn't win, has to make coffee for the other three members. Since Juventus just tied to Sampdoria 0-0, which is a worse result than Milan tying Atalanta, Inter won. Mike, Mike will do it when the rest of us uh, Mike will win don't, every week. don't win. <laughs> he wins every week. So I will That's take right. the liberty and I will go make the coffees. In the meantime, Mike, promote Siag a little bit, yeah. tell the people a little bit, and then let's let's get your top four as I make the coffee. Make me a coffee with the cream, not like the, the guy over here. Uh, <laughs> that I, he makes me pay for some garbage. So we have Mark over here, live cam, getting ready to put the Siag coffee over mm. here. Can you show me that the logo of the Siag? Do they yeah, have Mar- a, Marco just, uh, do they have a the, website? So we're gonna have the information in the description to check it out right now. Wait, at the bottom of the screen. On the bottom of the, in the top of the description, actually. So, are we selling coffee? So we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna have a sponsorship with Siag, and we're gonna there's gonna be a promo code where you can buy it online. Oh, okay. So stuff like that. Directly from them or from us? What do you mean directly? From IFTV. From, uh, well, it's gonna be a code from IFTV. A code from IFTV. Yeah. Yeah. And so they can watch. Here's the first one. Show oh. Antonio. Okay. Here you go. Oh, Tell wow. the people how long it took to find a coffee sponsor wow. that everyone actually liked. Can I show it to the camera? Mike? Yeah, you can dip it a little. Make sure you don't spill on the table. Oh, yeah, Mike. That one over there. Yeah, very uh, oh, that one? Yeah. Also. Guys, the coffee is supposed to be espresso. Just do that one. I'll, I'll yes, switch it. Yeah. Espresso is supposed to have the cream on top. Yeah, there hey. we go. You can you see it, Mike? Yeah, you can see oh, it. God. They can't really hear you, though. What? You, they can't hear you because you're not talking in the mic. But Guys, I'm going to give it a shot. Okay, Anto, give us your first... Uh, Reaction. Mm. He's got a kick too. Thumbs up. Yeah. All right. 
Since you tried it first, since you tried it first, you gotta give us top four first. So, Anto, I know you you were telling us the other day what your top four was, but you didn't say official to everyone on the IFTV I'm platform. I'm going to stick with my prediction. So, you want to say from first to fourth? Do from fourth to first, actually. <sighs> fourth. Who you got fourth play? And you got, you got a little more time than me and Marco, because me and Marco had to do before round one. So, you got a two I'm rounds. I'm going to stick with my prediction. Okay, so go with okay, it. Who'd you put fourth? My fourth is Roma. Roma? Yeah. Okay. Third is going to be Inter. Third is Inter. Second, Juventus. Second, Juventus. And first, AC Milan. Back-to-back champions, Milan. Listen, uh, Mike, AC Milan, Mm -hmm. it's AC Milan. Of course. They won, hands down, they didn't rub anything at anybody at all. We had Mm -hmm. a a great season. We got better. We got stronger. I don't see any reasons why we shouldn't be winning again this year. Mm-hmm. So AC Milan, I think 65% chance that we're going to take it at number 20. We're going to see the 2020. We're going to put the two stars. Mike, Mike put Milan in third place. I don't give a shit. That's his problem. <laughs> Why'd you get mad? It's I my don't prediction. Care. All right, Peter. I don't care. Jeez, Pete, do you know what you want to say for your top four? Yeah, I'll say something. You want to start with something. your fourth place first? All right. So this is going to be difficult. I think fourth place... It's going to put Napoli. I'm, I'm trying to see. I love Napoli. Don't get me wrong. I wish Napoli could win. Well, if you don't Napoli, love them enough, though, to put Napoli them If Napoli will more. win the campionato, I will just tip my... I mean, I would rather to see Napoli winning but any one of the, the three other teams that I put uh, second, to, uh, second to fourth. So, All right, let Peter give having Napoli. said that, <laughs> Pete, your mic. All right. So, I'm just looking at... Obviously, these there's five teams that I feel that are going to be in the competition. Mm-hmm. They're all they're probably the same teams as everyone else, but just trying to go through and predict what we're going to see. Salute. Mm. Cheers. Cheers. By the way, hardest thing was finding a coffee that we could all agree. Wow, it's good, good, like. was good, good coffee. So it took a long time. Sorry. No. Your worries. top four. So looking forward with with players Just coming back from out. injuries and stuff like that i'm gonna say fourth place is gonna be milan oh my god i don't know if he's right. kidding i don't know if he's kidding i don't give a shit i'm gonna say third place napoli mm-hmm. whoa second place juve did you watch the game first today? place inter did you watch juventus uh, juventus i told you when they get uh di maria back they get chiesa back Pogba, Sorry, Pogba anyway, back, that's, they'll be okay. what, what's the reason for milan in fourth that's crazy. I just think that Milan, they did outstanding last year. And I hope they, you know, they... They, they, uh, they do again this year turn me to wrong. just kick your, yeah. your gun. You don't I hope really, that they prove you wrong. I hope they prove me wrong. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. You hope that, that we prove you wrong? Yeah, Good. So. I mean, you're a big Inter fan, man. I can <laughs> tell you. No, but... So I think that last year what they did was amazing. And they deserve all the credit. But I think that they did more than what they were expected to. I think this year now with Juventus really creating this powerful squad, I think it's one of the best squads in, in, in Italy with some players that under Allegri, they need that little bit of brilliance and they'll win the game. Um, so Milan, for me, the reason why is because they still haven't found a replacement for Kessier, personally. Um, I saw, yeah, I don't know. I still have to see more. I think he was great with Torino, but Kessie put we up have something bad, much something. better than Kessie. Okay. We have the catalog, and then yeah, but they got a different, different position, position. different matter. position. It doesn't matter. He's gonna he's gonna come in oh, and he's gonna do watch, his thing. Watch, and I think the, the catalog. 
Right wing. We got the I still think that right wing is is lacking for me. The what? That's, Which the, wing? His right wing. Yeah, yeah, I, right I agree wing. with him on the right wing. You guys still going to replace your right me? wing? Your biggest we problem. We have Junior Messias. <laughs> we have Junior Messias. Okay, he's good. And we have Salah Salah Salamakers. Salamakers. Listen, guys, the Catalan can play even that role too. No, he can't. If he's not playing center, if he's not playing just behind the two strikers. I watched Pioli's entire press conference. They asked him if he could play on the right because I also thought that that could be an option. He said his characteristics are not good from starting on the right. They need to start in the in the middle. Mm-hmm. Having said all this about Milan, now you're talking about the substitutions. We saw the, the Catalare come in. What'd you make about the game against Atalanta, Listen, which ended one one? The game of uh, the game didn't start the right way from uh, for AC Milan. I mean, you get a, you get a shot like that from uh, Malinowski. You get a deflection. I mean, the goal, hands down. I mean, hey. Uh, you have the shot the, uh, on the on target, but if you want to get lucky to uh, you know to get a, a goal with, on a deflection, but uh, I didn't see Atalanta challenging AC Milan at all. AC Milan pressed them nine, almost ninety minutes. They just went on and off on a counter uh, Atalanta, but AC Milan it, they looked very very fit overwhelmingly. They actually this year I see them pressing on uh, the opposite team possession. As soon as they lose they lose the ball, they press. They do the pressing. And that reminds me of the Milan of Saki. It's a total different uh, scheme, don't get me wrong. But uh, il, uh, la pressione senza possesso, the pressure without the, the ball possession, it's something that I, I've really uh, enjoyed watching it against Atalanta. So now, now, we missed four or five very good chances with Tonali. We had very, very, very close. Kalulu a couple of times, those are where headers are, you're supposed to be buried, especially if you're a defender of that caliber. But nevertheless, the game was never in danger for us. We actually risked to win, uh, and we, de- we deserved to win, actually. I mean, we didn't risk to win. We deserved to win, but uh, we took a, a point that for us, it's, it's hey, it's, uh, okay, guys, it's the beginning, a little rust, let's get it together, let's do it. Watch for the next four or five games. On the big games, I wanted to see the Catalans starting the game, mm. and I wanted to see maybe Brahim coming as a sub mm. for uh, for the Catalans, and then you're gonna see it. Yeah. But he had to start Brahim because Brahim had a really great first match against Udinese. I do agree with you that, especially when there was a moment in the match. I think the first half was more Atalanta, but in the second half. Around the 60th minute, 55th minute, it was really Milan's game where I was sure that they were going to come back. Part of that spark was the Catalare. I think he'll need the time. He'll need the minutes. But he has the technique in his feet. I would I would kind of disagree a little bit, though, with the attack. I feel like that's kind of what let Milan down. And I feel like they were there's probably physical problems with Milan right now. Like, I don't think Tonali's at his best yet. I don't think the entire attack is at their best. Giroud looks like he's still recovering from the injury. Because when he came in the match, it wasn't that same Milan. Totally normal start of the season. Atalanta's an annoying team to play against. Very, very dirty. They make the game. Very they, they dirty. It's not dirty. They play hard. No, they, they play, they're 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 physical. Physical they're match. physical Very physical, very physical, and sometimes dirty. But nevertheless, hey, you know that Gasparini is one of my favorite coach. So uh, I'll tell you what. I'm very happy the way the game went. I walked away from the studio. Mike and I, we watched the game. Mm. I was happy. But I was not, I would, listen, even if I would have lost, I said to Mike, it's only the first game. We're at the beginning of the season. This is nothing to panic about it. But I walked away. I said, oh my God. Yeah, I think this is the team that I wanted to see on the field. The second half team, that is the team that I wanted to see with all of the beauties that we have. I want Diaz to come as a sub. I think Diaz can do a lot better as a sub. He can add a spark. He can come in for anybody. 
Diaz. What, any any concerns over Leal? Because no, season hasn't no, begun no, on the right No, no, no. I didn't right like his, his attitude when he was sobbed. But uh, Leal needs to be needs to be motivated. I think he did a great uh, Pioli for me. Did a, a great job. He, he messed up a lot of balls. So he took him out. He got a little bit upset, but he deserved it. So show me the next time around. And it's good. It it's good field. to be upset. I mean. Yeah. Leal's a star player. He was the best he player cares. He cares. for so Milan then, yeah. and in Serie A last year, so it's normal. But I do want to see the reaction from him in the next match. Oh, it, you be, will. Now you have to to be the next level player. It it doesn't mean that you do it every you know every other game or every five games that you turn it on. You have to be consistently at your best, and that's one thing that I think Rafael Leal. In the past, we've always questioned, oh, he's inconsistent, whatever. Last year, he had a phenomenal year, and but he needs to continue that to become that leader of Milan. He will. Because, and, and listen, I, I think he, he can because he has all the quality. His ability to beat you 1v1, his ability to, to open up for a shot, I think there's very few players that can, can actually do what he does. Um, but going over like this whole Milan team, it's still early. There's a lot of developments within this team. Um, it's understanding who can start, right? I think that the 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 Catala, how you say it? Catalan, the yeah. He's gonna. The Catalan. Call him Charles. That's a Charles. No, 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 King no. Charles. The Catalan. No, no, um, <laughs> he's gonna probably win that number ten role because I also saw him put a phenomenal ball for Tonali where he split the defense mm -hmm. and Tonali was one on one. Maybe could have done better on the shot, but nonetheless, you know, he came in and he had a couple of good um, developments with the ball and just kind of shied away from the game because we saw that once Giroud and Origi came in, there was a more direct uh, tactic where they were kicking the ball long and trying to find the main target striker where then the Catalare kind of faded away from the game. But that's normal for a young player. One thing I would just say, not to steal anything, but Rebic, for me, has to be a player that comes off the bench and adds the spark. When you have a Giroud or Origi that are that are fully fit, those are your starters. And Rebic coming off is just going to add because he has that tenacious uh, ability to run after every ball, to, to fight. And during the second half of a game when the defenders kind of tire out, he's going to create I agree havoc. on the second point, but on the Catalan, you, keep, you guys are keep missing something that is very important is going to play he's going to pay high dividend for AC Milan the Qatar is going to score goals yeah. I'm telling you right now no, he can. not a 5-6 the guy is going to go over the double digit I'm telling you this guy the, the first year the first year look at me the first year the first season I am very relaxed the first season the first season the first season yes yeah how much you want to bet I bet you anything I bet you anything anything you want to bet the deed of your house yeah. Okay. Fine. Here you go. Here you go. Let's go. Oh my gosh. Here you go. You're telling your wife. No. What are you betting? You're betting the did all the studio. Even including including the Greek the Greek stuff, including the Greek the Greek island. Okay. The Greek island. What's your what's your opinion on Milan as a whole? This game reminded me a lot of. They gave me a flashback of last season of Milan in the terms of the attack, where they kind of look sluggish and hard to really produce those attacking opportunities. And that, I feel like they got off the hook from a lot of individual or, bri individual or brilliance, you know, goals from Leao or Giroud get something or set piece or something like that. And I think if they wait for that to happen again, I don't think they're going to have a very good season. I really think they got to produce more in that attack. 
play more one-twos, get more players involved. Lau's got to be more consistent. They need uh, Giroud to be more involved. They need... Uh, he's, they just coming back from, of, he's just coming back no, from I injury, though. That. For Giroud, it, we got to give him that. I know. I, I understand that. And that's why I want to say it's only two games in, so I don't want to say anything too early. But I'm saying I'm getting some flashbacks. If they think they can continue like they did last season, I don't think it's going to be a very positive season just because of that. They can't Good. rely on those like small little, oh, a goal goes in, whatever, everything goes their way. Goals in. What, 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 what you know goals what I, in? What no, goals saying, in, Mike? Nothing went in. Loud, Nothing went in for like, us. Like a we, we, we scored, Mike. We scored. Okay, let's uh, let's give okay. Atalanta a little bit of... Uh, let's talk about Atalanta as well for, for a little bit. Um, I, I think we said a lot about them. The only thing that I, I have big concerns about Atalanta, I think a lot more than people do, my concern with Atalanta is that when Malinowski came off... And Malinowski is a player that Gasparini already had come out the day earlier saying he was respectful in, in saying that Malinowski is playing out of his natural position, but we need a player who could score more than six goals. Great job by Malinowski to come out to score a goal. That's how you respond in the best of manners. He might move on to a Premier League team. We don't know. But once he came off, I didn't see anything in attack from Atalanta. I didn't see anyone who would take no a shot. shot. No shot. I didn't see Zapata Muriel in the match as much. When, when Muriel came in, again, I didn't see a lot. And for me, this is not that same Atalanta, the one that would challenge for Champions League. And I don't think we could argue the top four. I don't think that Atalanta will be in the discussion as Juventus, Napoli, and Roma will be. I see them below. Mm -hmm. And I think that Gasparini has already come out and saying that this is not the team that he expected. He's not, he's been, he even said today, I've been asking for an attacker for years now have replacements and he doesn't have that they're going to be a tough team to beat they will pin you down especially scoring a goal first mm -hmm. it's yeah. hard to come back i'll give them that credit but i think over the duration of the season we won't see them go for seriously the top four like we will see roma napoli and juventus i will see fiorentina even on top of atalanta this year no no i agree with everything you said i think zapata especially mm -mm. No, no, I, I love Zapata. Uh, me too, but, but it's not that Zapata that we know. He, no, but he, the thing is, he's a little, he's isolated, especially in this game. Obviously, still early. If we got to say it's early for Milan Inter, we got to say mm -hmm. it's also early for Atalanta. But you don't have that same, like, well-oiled machine that we're used to seeing Atalanta going up and down the field. I think even, you know, in the fullback position, we need to see more of those dangerous crosses, more of, uh, of that, um, you know, continuous attack and pressing and we haven't really seen that just yet and it's still early um but i agree with you the quality of this team moving forward has gone down like within these last three or four years you know when you had a papu gomez you had uh boga that no no boga i'm sorry is he still on Atalanta? he's still there but he's still he was there on the but he's he's he he hasn't really shown up they spent money winger. for him and he hasn't done anything so like i like the kid lukman lukman that came in mm -hmm. he added a little spark but you know, I need we need to see someone someone else that can take that role and be able to create. Because if you don't have that creativity, when you play these tough games, these close games, it's the brilliance of the pl individual player that can can win you the three points. Totally agree. Calulo and Tomore they played they played Zapata just that they they just uh, yeah. But Zapata they Zapata is very hard to deal with. Mm -hmm. But when he's by himself, he can only do so much. Let's mm -hmm. shift the focus. Or you're talking about individual brilliance. I think the team that's impressed me the most with individual brilliance has been Napoli. Mm -hmm. They won first two games. They scored nine goals in those first two matches against Verona and against Monza. Uh, and my gosh, 
I said the first player was Dumfries. The second player, which is obviously all of ours, Krada. Krada I mean, what a player. Skaradelia. What's the Krada name? Krada No. You said it better in the Twitter video. that Krada You could call him. He said in his video that you could call him Krada. 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 Hey, he is making us all remember his name because what a performance he's done already. He scored three goals in his first two games. He provided an assist. And it's also just he is constantly a menace for defenders. He has already scored the same amount of open play goals as... Insignia has replacing him. All respect to Insignia, I get it. But production-wise, he looks like he has not missed a step. Good job by Napoli. They do this consistently, finding these sorts of players who none of us have heard of, none of us have known for little amounts of money, and then they actually get results. Besides that, even Kim Min Jae scored, and he's looked really good replacing Koulibaly, mm-hmm. which are hard shoes to fill. And the best thing about Napoli, which I still think that no one is talking about is their midfield. They sold Fabio Norris, who's almost sold. He's not officially gone yet. But Lobotka, Angisa, and Zielinski are the perfect trio. Lobotka is a third person. Watch the little movements that Lobotka makes. Even his movements to open up space for his teammates, it's genius. The guy is an unbelievable player. Overall, from Napoli, great job. I know everyone here, oh, it's only Verona, it's only Monza. Guess what? Go look at Juventus that tied to Sampdoria. Mm-hmm. Go look at Roma, who it struggled. They got the result, but they struggled against Salernitana. They struggled um, Cremonese. against Udinese. Crem- Cremonese. Cremonese, sorry. There's Lecce against Inter. Yeah. It took them to the 94th minute. Yeah. Napoli's had to play who's in front of them, and they've gotten the result. So I don't want to hear the, the side of, oh, they only play Verona and Monza. Yeah, Everyone has I had to play Marco, these teams. Marco, you're a little jumping the gun. So now that we... How am I jumping the gun? I said exactly what happened. Well, yeah, what happened is it's that, uh, of course, those... I didn't two, say they're winning the Scudetto. No, but uh, I'm telling you, just uh, they, the, the teams that they're, uh, they're going to try to focus on Napoli right now, they're going to watch some videos. They're going to focus on the characteristic of those two or three players that you already put it on, uh, on, the, on the top of the of the pedestals and uh, I'm sure they're going to make an adjustment so this uh, I'm sure this guy is very talented uh, what's his name again Crowder. Crowder. so I'm telling you the defender they're going to make a quick adjustment he's not going to be able to do what he did uh, uh, the first uh, the first two games so mm. I, I, I'm, I'm telling I, you I'm really wrong and you're going to say <laughs> I don't know about that oh, but I've seen so this guy oh, what yeah. I like about him is that mm. he's dynamic in how how he scores you know mm. besides saying okay he's over his head, left foot, right foot. It's also the style in which that he's been able to mm. create his, and and finish. His second goal. I was, mean, the second goal was Diego Milito esque. That thing, you know, the, the the, to be able to chop over, completely lose the defender, and then slot it, the goal in, or the form. shot from distance, or his ability to go, you know, one v one in dribbling. He really can take on a man. And then even there was a, a little bit of um, the one-two with Oshiman. The Oshiman then skies it in the first half where like he did the unpredictable thing, which was right away give the pass right back where maybe any other player would have took on a couple of dribbles. So that ability means that he sees the game in a different way. And I'm not – I don't want to jump the gun using your words to say, oh, this guy's a, a phenom. But – in the little that we've been able to see, he's been able to show us a lot of his game. Hmm. And there's still what what I look at it when we talk about the brilliance of a player, Napoli's attack, Oshimen, he can create on his own. 
uh, this guy Vara can create on his own. And that's also including now the balance of this Napoli team, where you have an Anguisa who cleans up that midfield, Lobotka who's turning it on and then being able to, to create, and even Jelinski. But you also have these bench players that are coming off, which I think is even more of something that's interesting. You have Politano coming off the bench. You have uh, Chucky Lozano that's starting. You have... Uh, Raspadori. Raspadori Simeone. now that's going to start coming. Simeone that's going to come. So it's officially signed who was phenomenal in France, struggled in England, but can be that smart signing within Napoli. Let alone Elmas, too. We're forgetting mm-hmm. a Macedonian international who So why did you put Napoli Simi, on the fifth? Uh, Simi, Simi, I put Simeone, it ahead of Milan. Simeone is a backup striker that scored 17 goals in Serie A yeah. last year. So the it's only thing bad. that I have a question mark for, with this Napoli team is their defense. defense. Because Mario Rui did a great job last year, but I've always considered him a, a lesser left back. If they were able to find someone, it would have been great. Uh, Oliveira Kim, might be. Yeah, we'll see. Guy Let's see. We'll, Let's see. see. I still have to see more of them. Uh, center back. Okay, you have Kim. You have Ramani. But the next guy is who? Juan Jesus. Ostigard. Ostigard. They, they just got from Genoa. Genoa. So mm-hmm. I want to see a little bit more. And we'll see now with this Fabian Ruiz because there's been rumors, right, with Navas maybe coming to Napoli. If that happens, then Napoli are, are serious contenders. Yeah, no, Peter. I think I agree with you. Me and Marco gave our predictions before, but I feel like we're scrambling now how good Napoli's playing. So we'll give you one I'm more chance scrambling. to take no, it no, back. I'm not scrambling. To be honest, Napoli look uh, pretty incredible. Yeah, whatever. Two games in, just like uh, every other team. And I also want to say really quickly, Guevara's 21 years old, so he's a baby, and he's pretty tall for a winger so he brings that aerial threat he's a, a Greek guy no. he's Georgian oh George oh Kvara I, I thought Kvara. that he said something no, no, else I think Kvara. he's a 6'3 I believe for a winger that, that's twice in senior size already uh, but he has an aerial threat already we've seen what he could do and if I would have to I don't want to change it but I'm saying if I had to change the way they're looking I'd probably put them top four the flipper is back I, I flip I flip them so, so, just so we'll give you the last chance I'm just saying I'm not I don't want to be that I don't want to be that person but I put Napoli flip them with who with Roma well we Wijnaldum got injured Zaniolo just got a minor setback I'm, I'm just saying if I'm not Zaniolo is injured too just for three weeks just for three weeks three weeks but yeah Napoli do look incredible Spalletti all I see see him smiling ear to ear on the sidelines they're looking good they're scoring but if they, I want to see how they play against the top four teams. See if they can really play that fluid kind of fun football or not. But they early stages, they look great on two, top of the two table. Two things right about now. Napoli is let's remember they started really strong last year as well, along with Milan. Mm. The big thing, the only question mark I have, it, it was not with the quality. Even when we filmed the video, I knew that Kvada was going to be this good. We said that he would be just because Napoli have produced these guys. They yeah. almost do better when they have to spell, spend less money than when they have to spend more. I think that it puts their, you know, they're, they're just so much smarter at finding these sorts of players. The, the only other thing is the leadership that concerns me a tad. Because Insignia Mertens and Insignia Mertens, I don't think they were losses on the field. I think they were losses in the locker room. And Koulibaly, when the going gets tough. Di Lorenzo, I know he's the captain, but who steps up when they concede a goal first? Or when they're struggling in a match, can they keep that same strong mentality? Mm-hmm. Spalletti will be good at helping that. But at the end of the day, the yeah. 11 players that are on the pitch, that's my only concern with Napoli. It's not mm-hmm. the quality on the field. It's just that leadership and that presence of captains, even the ones that are not wearing the captain's armband. But we judge how we see it right now. They played their first two games. They're in first place. They started amazing. Good job by them. Let's talk about Roma. Mm. 
Roma, another team who won both of their games, but struggled in terms of scoring goals. Both of them were 1-0 wins against teams that many people thought that these games were going to rack up a lot of goals considering the talents that they had up top. At the end of the day, winning and, and is all that matters, and they got that, that done. This one, uh, in their last match against Cremonese, Smalling was the man who got the goal for them off of a header crossed from Pellegrini on the corner kick. So good job by them for doing that, but they struggled big time. Not in terms of chance creation. They had the chances. They had the opportunities. But in terms of finishing, and I got to give some respect to Cremonese as well because Cremonese did not stop trying to win the game and did not stop trying to score. Alvini was on the sideline looking like a maniac. He looked like Antonio Conte running up and down. And Cremonese tried. They tried to move up. They tried to press. There were times when Roma started their goal kick. Rui Patricio started his goal kick. They had six players that were pressuring the the opposition. Hmm. That's their style. And I respect that a team coming from Serie B, that he wants to play the game the right way. Even until the 90th minute, they almost scored a goal. Dessers really deserved one for Mm -hmm. the way that he played. But they had important players who I think performed in a great amount. Either way, Roma did what they had to do. They got the win. And slowly, they'll be able to progress. So we're going to see a bunch of surprises like last year. There is no small team that you can just walk off and then say, hey, this is a win. It's on the bag already because we're playing a small team. Somebody is going to just get tripped out. Like Juventus right now, they get tripped out against uh, uh, Sampdoria. How the hell are you... Let's you, focus on Roma. Okay, on Roma. Roma. Roma with Cremonese, it's a one nothing. It's, it's just a misery win. But nevertheless, nevertheless... The small team, they're going to give you a hard time. You're not going to work and just take the three points just uh, just because you're facing them. Because on the paper, they're much, uh, their value is like a one-tenth of what you have uh, placed on the field. So you have the fight, and you have the fight very hard. Nobody's got a luck. Napoli, we saw that last year, he lost several... Uh, Several games against the small one. Inter lost against Bologna. I'm big mistake by the, the goalkeeper, but Radu. So did they see hey, He played very good tonight. We got to yes, give a shout out to Radu. Radu played fantastic tonight for Cremonese. He's the goalkeeper of Cremonese. So he did an amazing job. Know, he, did, uh, he did another uh, with Valentina, but it's all right. It happened. Hey, listen, I just hope that this guy becomes one of the best goalkeepers because, you know, he probably will because everybody's looking down at this guy here and said, hey, what, when are you going to make a mistake for us? So anyway... We have to see and wait. We're going to wait and see because a lot of stuff is going to happen with the small team this year. Serie A is not the Liga. It's not the, 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 the what do you call it? Premier the French League. the French League. It's not the English Premier League. Serie A, it's a fight for every team. You have to win the team. You have to win. You have to leave the blood on the field for 90 minutes. 90 minutes. Yeah. Forget about the first couple of games but- of Napoli. Nine goals. Fine. Verona was still on the swing of just getting the team together. They're still on the, on, in the process of uh, selling and buying players. I don't even know what the hell are they doing. So taking five goals from Napoli, that shows that the team is still uh, in, uh, in the process of being formed or maybe uh, or, or the form. still listen, it's the early stages. The season this year starting so much earlier oh, yeah. also changes the outcomes of, of these results. But I think if we go to Roma, there's a lot of enthusiasm mm-hmm. with this team. You know, I don't have to say it again, but Mourinho, I think, is one of the top coaches to ever live. And, you know, he brings a certain attention to himself to take pressure off of his players. He's done it already. He's done it last year. And, um, you know, you see the the stadium, the piazza. Everyone is really excited. They made some splash signings, right? 
Um, and I think the 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 team is still learning to play with each other. I think when you have a Dybala, Zaniolo, Tammy Abraham, that's a recipe for disaster for anyone's defense. I don't care if you know you're the the best defense in the world. Those three guys can really form a, a, an insane partnership because they have three different qualities. Dybala is an unbelievable um, you know, dribbler in his finesse and his ability to find the open space and create, whereas Zaniolo is a powerhouse. This guy, when he turns, he, he can take off in, in a, a moment's notice and really be able to, mm. to power through. And then Tammy Abraham, his ability to... Um, it's like know, a gazelle. He's, yeah, he's, so he's, fast. he's really fast. But besides being fast, he knows how to attack the space. So I think once these guys start to gel, they can mm. score some a lot of goals. The only thing that I saw even today, there's a little bit of a, I don't know, not, I don't, I don't want to say selfishness, but we saw a couple of chances that maybe a, a pass or a, a let off would have resulted in a goal where Zaniolo took it on himself and went for a goal by himself without giving the pass and Dybala mm. did the same thing. So these little things need to be worked on to, to kind of see for Roma in general. Then uh, I think Mourinho's teams, they're going to be sound defensively and the counterattack is what's going to really be the, the bread and butter of this Roma team. And I think even with a Pellegrini in the midfield, like they're, they're going to be dangerous. That's why I, I had a hard time right now just kicking them out of the top four. But I just feel like maybe the other four teams ahead of them are slightly above. Yeah, P, I think I agree with you in some parts. Even though there was two 1-0 wins, maybe it was a little scrappy against Cremonese. But against Alarnitana, I think that 1-0 was a lie. They could have scored four or five goals. Yeah. They had so many chances. But I do agree with you on the part where maybe they're... they're they, what do the horses have that they only look forward to keep that? I feel like tunnel they got to learn. Yeah, that tunnel. I feel like they got to learn how to help each other out and see the better opportunity. I feel a lot of them just shoot. But I feel like once they do gel, they have a whole new formation. They got a whole new system. They got a whole new attack. So it's only going to take time to gel. Pellegrini's playing out of position. Who knows what's going to happen now with Wijnaldum out and Zaniolo also out. So we're going to have to see with that. But as soon as everything clicks i think there's gonna be no problem with them for scoring goals i think defense just like last season is gonna be the biggest problem for them and it's gonna be a fight to the finish so yeah so these yeah, early Mancini's games are fine both of them today i already saw i mean mancini there was one time that he does not go to the ball he lets it bounce and he lets des mm -hmm. i think it was desers who had the opportunity mm -hmm. same thing with ibanez he made one foul from behind to give cremonese a free kick that I said, but what are you... When Ayuto took the free kick, that was the one. What are you doing? You, he tackles the guy from behind. They're very prone to mistakes in the back, which mm -hmm. is what scares me about Roma's defense. That's the only thing. I know when they defend, they defend in five because then they'll put Karsdor back and they'll put Spinazzola back. Karsdor, again, is still my concern. I really don't like him on that right side. I think he loses possession a lot and he doesn't provide as much as he should. But the one good thing is that Yes, they lost Wijnaldum, and they'll lose Zaniolo. Right now, Zaniolo, so unlucky. I mean, the guy got tackled. Hard tackle, clean tackle, landed awkwardly on his shoulder. He actually looked like he landed okay, but his shoulder looked like it was in a lot of pain. He already posted on Instagram. He said that three weeks he's going to be out, so he'll be back in, in no time. Hopefully, it, it is three weeks. And uh, But they're able to have a guy like Matic who could step in, 
him and Cristante can play right in front of the defense and Pellegrini can move up a little bit. So they have this ability to move things around, to shift players. I would just like to see them go for one more defender in this offseason, in, back, in right? this transfer market season, get a defender, top caliber, try to find somebody who could slot in. And I think Roma, the, your, to your point about this whole argument between Napoli, Roma, Juventus, all these guys, the Serie A this year, I truly believe is going to be the most entertaining yes. that I've ever seen in my lifetime. Spectacular Serie A. We're going to have a spectacular Serie A. And not because we are part of the Serie A, because we are watching the Serie A. I think it's very, very intriguing to just guess what is going to happen. I said, oh, my God, oh, Milan is playing Cremonese today. Ah, that's a three point. It's not like that. Okay, nothing is like that. Nothing. Yeah. We're going to have this, a this top four, if you think about in Europe, when you look at some of the teams, Premier League is obviously, you know, for many, it's the best league in the world. We give them the credit. But when you look at everyone else, you look at their leagues, I don't see. I think the top eight in Italy have all gotten significantly better this year. Mm. I know we'll talk about Lazio. Maybe that's the next team that we go to that is a little bit start and stop because of their matches against Bologna and then their tie um, this past weekend. But I think that things will click, and either way, it's going to be so competitive towards the end of the season. You guys want to talk about Lazio? To finish up uh, what we were saying before, I'll tell you what. Even though Roma, I mean, even though Inter and uh, uh, Napoli, they start on the high note in terms of scoring the, the number of goals that have been scored. Watch that Roma gets Dybala. All you have to do is just uh, unleash the, those guys that need to, to get off the pressure. When they score the first and the second goal, that's it. Him that's and all you need. that, I agree. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let's say in Roma, you need Dybala and Abraham just to... Uh, to start, to start on the, you know, to click and starting to score. On AC Milan, you need the Catalan, you need Giroud, and you need a couple other defense. On AC Milan, anybody can score, inc including even Magnan can score, okay? <laughs> so anybody, I'll tell you what, these teams that we are talking about, it, but despite the Napoli and, and, uh, uh, and Inter uh, starting on the high note, Juventus might start and might starting to click on. So all you need is just some spark that somebody gets, you know, said, oh, God. Finally, I score. No, watch me now. That's what they need. That's what they need. The quality is over there. Some rust is over there, and you need the pressure to start to come off. Because when you shake off a bottle and that that pressure builds up, the head explodes. So when you when you start to take the cork out and that pressure goes out, forget about it. You're gonna see goals in droves. Okay? That was the goals greatest galore. series. Of hand gestures I've ever seen in my so life. So you can hype them up, please. That was unbelievable. Can, I just want. I'm going to rewatch that with no audio and just understand the story it. just because of your hand movements. The pressure is going to come off, and you're going to see the, the number of, of this this high team. They're going to just let's talk about Lazio. They tied 0-0 uh, to Torino in a match that was it was hard fought. Lazio had lots of chances. It was mostly them pinning back Torino for for a big part of the the game. Chiro Immobile couldn't get a, a goal. I mean, he had a few opportunities that I thought for sure he was not on his mark, wasn't his day. Same thing from Milinkovic Savic, who was going up against his younger brother, Advanya, who, who played a really good match for Torino, and he actually saved them a few different times. But yeah, for Lacho, it didn't really click. They couldn't unlock it. They couldn't unlock and score the goal. I think in attack, they're in, in the midfield and in attack, they're missing something in that final third that last year maybe we never spoke about. But this year they are. Could it be Luis Alberto, who wasn't starting? Could it be Pedro, who we still haven't been able to see? There's something missing in the attack. I think they had an off game. But we can say that defensively, they look a lot better. They didn't concede. 
this match. They only conceded one against Bologna. I think defensively, they look really sound, and that's a good thing going forward for them. They got uh, Casale, they got Romagnoli, mm. Patrick played a really good game <laughs> good luck for them with in, the, in the center back position. Good luck with and Romagnoli. That's one thing for them to be happy for. For the Torino side as well, because I watched this game, and, and Torino, defensively, again, you know, Buongiorno had a really good match for mm-hmm. them. I yeah. thought that he looked really good. They have no striker. Juric has no striker. They did not replace Belotti, and they have nothing going forward. So, they're a tough team to play against, as we saw in their first match, in, in their second match. They're tough because Yurich has them organized, but they're always going to struggle if he doesn't get a striker at his disposal. Yeah, it's strange because a lot of people counting out Torino, there's been so much, you know, players leaving. There's been altercations, too, in the management, stuff like that. A lot of people counting them out, but I think a lot of people also forgot how good of a coach Yurich is, and even with little resources he could do a lot yeah maybe just uh, they lost their captain Belotti also Pobega going back to Milan they lost Bremer they lost they Mandragora lost Bremer, Ma- Mandragora who's been one of the better players of last season and he's still managing he doesn't have the tools to attack but he, he still has that that spirit that he can give to Torino how they can fight tooth and nail and really keep the, <laughs> the Capo of Immobile how many seasons in a row keep him quiet and keep him Lazio quiet yeah Lazio also need, need some gelling and they don't look the same don't have the same midfield that's available for them but I think Torino's gonna do pretty good and with uh, a week left in the Mercato I think Juric is gonna need some help though especially for goals because if they don't it's gonna be an extremely tough season for him because if he's gonna have to rely on playing defense the whole time it's gonna be a very gritty season there's gonna be there might be a lot of problems too but he's a good coach if you give him the tools to succeed I think he's a coach that could do that but I wonder what Cairo is gonna give him if he's gonna give him the tools for that or not it's gonna special be shout out to Ricci and uh, even uh, Ricardo Rodriguez who played both both of them stepped up playing yeah. good matches good ball possession um, so that, that side of Torino it looked good but they need something up top yeah, Ricci was great with Empoli too then he went in January kind of didn't play as much but I think it was all in preparation for this year uh, as a young midfielder, but uh, Urich is is a typical, uh, you know, sergeant, right? Where his teams are very organized, well put on the field, and he's going to be yelling and and like you said, the spirit, the grinta. Yeah. Uh, he really, you know, screams and 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 gets at his players to to be responsible for their every move. Uh, I don't think they're going to have a good of a season as last year because of the players that they lost. But I think they'll be safe from relegation just because of Juric and yeah. what he's able to do. Uh, Lazio, on the other hand, uh, you know, Sarri, there's no more excuses. Mm. I, I used to give excuse. I give excuses to Sarri because I believe that he needs one year with the team. Um, so this year, the team has to play Sarri ball that we're used to seeing. He can say all he wants as it's different than Napoli, this, it's different than that. But his style is very evident. And his team needs to play that style in order for him to to produce. Now, the fact that his defense hasn't, you know, let in these goals is important, yes. But I just think that this Lazio team, I don't know what more he can really do besides just playing his style and, and being able to push for Europa League. I don't think they push for more than that. And, um, you know, they have to keep Milenkovic Savic. That's a major part of this team, or else I think, um, you know, with so so few days left, mm-hmm. they're not going to find any real replacement. 
and it might cause a little friction within, uh, you know, management and, and Saudi where Saudi has never shied away from saying anything. And I think to a certain extent, if Lotito's not happy, um, I think Saudi could be on his way out if something unfolds. But right now, I just think that Lazio, they can push and they're going to have a, I think they'll have a good season, but more than Europa League, I really don't see it. And it's just because the other teams have bought players and have been uh, more active. And Lotito, the usual self, has been very, uh, I don't want to say cheap, but not not willing to spend as much. Yeah, well, that's what happened when you have a limited, a limited budget. I see Fiorentina much higher than Lazio this year. And I even yeah. uh, much higher? Yeah. Wow. But even okay. I see Fiorentina. My Fiorentina. Italiano style is impressing me so much. Yeah. I've been watching this team. Yeah. And they did 0-0 against Empoli. It doesn't matter. But I saw the game. Fiorentina, I mean, they didn't take advantage of their 10, uh, 10 on 11. And uh, But nevertheless, Fiorentina constantly, constantly pressed Empoli in their, inside of their home and then on their box. They have a lot of speed and a lot of stuff. And again, when that pressure is going to come off for some of the players that they have, even though they lost uh, one of their best midfielders, I'm telling you, Fiorentina is going to do very, very, very well this year. You know Much what I think they struggled with? I think that they did a, a good opening match where it went down to the last game against Cremonese. Right. They struggled. Right. Then they went against uh, Twente in the Europa Conference League playoffs. They won that match, big match. I think it's a first time for Italiano to coach in Europe mm -hmm. and to manage that. And that takes time to learn. And when you don't have the deepest of teams, then you have to... He, he had six changes from his game against Cremonese to the match against Twente. Mm -hmm. That's not easy for a Fiorentina side. Mm -hmm. And then you have to play a few days later against Empoli. Yeah. And Empoli, while I don't think they're as good as last year and they've lost key players, they lost Pinamonti, they lost Andrea Zoli, who for me was a better coach than Zanetti. They're still tough to go up against. Very tough, very tough. I saw them with the way they run. Oh my that's God. That's a derby. It's a Tuscan yeah. derby. So for me, Fiorentina, I almost, I thought to my, I thought they were still going to win. But I did think that they would struggle just because it was the first time they would have to manage balancing out Europe. Mm -hmm. So that'll be something we have to see how, how they're Marco, able to, to do. Me, to me, if they didn't have that game in Europe, they would have a lot more spark inside their legs. And I think that of affected, uh, that affected their, uh, their, uh, their game. And uh, I'm, just, I'm telling you right now, just give uh, another three, four weeks and you're going to see the Fiorentina starting to... Uh, they have a spectacular midfield, I'm telling you. Their ball is just... They, they play like a memory. Bam, 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 bam. But the ball always between Bonaventura, between... Uh, 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 what's his name over there? The, uh, Amrabat is not, it's no longer Amrabat. over there, right? Yeah, so they have four or five of some of the best midfield in Serie A. So... Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know about mm. best in Serie A. <laughs> Me. Listen, <laughs> not best yeah, in Serie A. They, they have, to me, is one of the best, some of the best midfielder in Serie A. They all playing together in, in Florence, and uh, you're gonna see it. You know, look good in their first game as well. Kwame, Kwame looked really good. I liked him. Yeah. Jovic, you know, he wasn't able to get on the score sheet on uh, this match. He got frustrated. I saw him. I yeah, saw of course, because they always want to score. But I think that they'll, Fiorentina will be able to put it Saponara, together. Saponara, Saponara, I'm telling you, when, I when he starts to get into the groove of things, Saponara is just it's I a like nightmare. Saponara. It's a nightmare for a lot of people. So, yeah, uh, very good, tec technically gifted player. Um, can score from outside. You go to, No, but even going back to Kwame, Kwame, before going to Fiorentina, was was a, a really good striker within Serie A. He, In Genoa. Yeah. Yeah, two, with Geno. Yeah. So two years, you know, whenever when was it? Two years ago, right? When Fiorentina bought him, he kind of struggled. He was they sent him on. He had a big injury. Got injured. Any tears? They say a big injury. I don't they know. They sent him on loan to Anderlecht in Belgium. 
got they, the goaling yeah. goals in him, and now he's come back and he's. They and he's didn't give up well. uh, Milankovic in I was defense. I about to say the best really thing good. is, is yeah. being able to not just not give up. Uh, what about the goalkeeping? Them. They re-signed them for a long period yeah. of time. Yeah. And what about the goalkeeping? Golini, Golini, I'm telling you, he did bad in the first game though. That first Cremonese, he gave the goal. The, the goal between Radu and, no, yeah. and Golini, they both screwed up but in the over, first game. Overall, that's an upgrade keeper for to me. Fiorentina. To me, it's a much better goalkeeper than, uh, than, than Goski. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Anyway, let's talk about Juventus. They tied 0 0 against Sampdoria. Do you Probably the, the last of the top uh, top eight, right? They're the last team that we didn't speak about, I think, yeah, in the yeah. top eight. Yeah. My gosh, they looked so bad. I know you didn't see the game, but the three of us were watching it together. The midfield was non existent from Juventus. And the scary thing is that was not the only... That's not even the worst of the issues for Juve. Very, very poor approach to the game. Sort of like in the first match of the season against Asuolo, where the first 20 minutes, you could tell that they were a very defensive approach, mm. the way that Allegri lines his team up. Because, you know, he starts with this 4-3-3, but it basically becomes a 4-5-1 because you have each of the wingers that drop, and their their line is very low against the Sampdoria, who, with all due respect to Sampdoria... Sampdoria looked terrible in their in their first game. I mean, I know they got screwed in Atalanta the first goal, but I don't see Sampdoria doing anything really big this year. I thought this should have been a game that Juventus goes out there and wins. I know you'll bring up that no game is 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 already won before it kicks off, but for Juventus, this was more of Juventus just playing very poor. Everything was going wrong. Vlaovic looked incredibly isolated without Di Maria. On their right side, their creativity was not there. From from back to front, the problems were so evident. And I can't believe some of the spacing issues and some of the balls that mistake the passing was so poor from Juve. And they almost looked better when uh, Rovella came in and when Miretti came in than, than the players that were starting. And Keen actually came in yeah. and, and did a really good job. Better subs. Motivation, lack of... You know, you watch I, I, you watch Inter play right against Lecce, and I always knew that they're going to score because they got this rage inside of them that they want to win. They have an energy. They have this spirit about them. From Juventus, you don't see that. You never see that feeling, that confidence that they will go on to win the match when things are going wrong. Allegri's team, I always say this, they rely on really good players. Allegri needs really, really good players to do good. When it comes to average players... For me, he's not the coach to teach a team of average players. He's not a Gasperini that can bring up somebody and just Conte. say, this is what yeah, I want Conte. you to he's do. Not. Yeah. He's not. He's not. And this team right now, Juventus, has a lot of average players that are still within them. Oh, boy. The thing is, it's, it is a shame because a lot of people are going to be like, oh, the team's not there. Maybe you guys are too harsh or whatever the case is. But against the Sampdoria team who is going to be fighting to stay up in Serie A, who lost uh, some key pieces, Candreva, one of, the big, one of the biggest pieces that went to Salernitana, and, yeah, they were playing away from home, but they just looked like they didn't want to be part of that game. Like, the urgency, they didn't, it looked like they didn't care, quite frankly. And if Allegri keeps this up, man, I, I really don't. I know he signed a big four-year contract. Well, he has three years now. But this is not the way to go. If you need all these superstars to click, they have good enough players to, with all due respect, beat a team like Sampdoria. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, whatever, the goal Rabiot didn't count. Uh, was offsides didn't count, 
But Juve's got to produce a lot more chances than they're doing now if they really want to compete for the Scudetto. Because the way they're playing now, they look like they're trying to compete for Europe, not for the Scudetto. Oh, it's just wait till the Champions League starts, Mike. Then, uh, then you're gonna start to see the the the, the big, big, big problems. What'd you make of it? Of no, I mean, I didn't watch the game. Not you, I know, Peter. <laughs> you were you were we, uh, we, come from New Jersey. Yeah, I was when, moving furniture. We were waiting. When they, you got a new job, moving furniture. Part, I, part time. I, I, part time. I hope they tipped you well. <laughs> no. No, Nothing. Not even, Not even a coffee. Hey, That's we helped you the first time moving the furniture. You got that right. He's the only person that didn't help your, your daughter move you furniture. You got it right next to you. This guy. Yeah. yeah. This guy's yeah. glasses. He was supposed to be meeting me at Villa Bati in the morning for the coffee, and then I was sh- shouting from below his windows, and then he said, oh, six, uh, six weeks later, he said, oh, Anto, I didn't six hear you. Six weeks. Yeah. But who came? Who You remember who came? Yeah. <laughs> he was yeah, he, you didn't do much, but you came. The presence was uh, very, uh, you know. Yeah. It just had to throw that in there. He just embarrassed you. Now he wants you to say something. Go ahead. Say, <laughs> I, just apologize. I made it up to you, right? You made up. How, how did you do uh, that? You know. What did you? Oh, you opened my uh, my uh-huh. bitter sapelagrina. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, by the way, he opened my bitter sapelagrina. I couldn't find the the, can the open bottle up. opener. That's funny. All right, go ahead. Okay. No, the, going into Juve. Allegri style is always gonna put you to sleep. He's gonna make sure that you you defend first. And, uh, you know, these two games, Juventus have let in zero goals. That's one point. Uh, you go into the, the team. The team has a lot of injuries. The players that they've been, that they, they brought in, Di Maria and Pogba, are not there. Di Maria, we saw the first game, what he's able to do. And he's, he's one of those players that can create on his own, makes nothing into something, and can score at a moment's notice. Chiesa, when he does come in, is going to add spark. So... Uh, and Pogba, obviously, we know of his abilities and what he can do within that midfield. So already, that changes the whole light of this team. Um, a lot of the players that we're playing today maybe do not even play uh, going forward. Counter-attack now. Like, Allegri's game plan is always defend and counter. When you have players such as Chiesa and Di Maria, that facilitates a lot. And you could also add Cuadrado. In the mix, who I think in this Juventus team with the Di Maria and Chiesa healthy slots back into the right back position and creates this serious uh, threat uh, in crossing the ball in addition to uh, uh, the wing- wingers that Juventus have. But going into Vlahovic now, my, my biggest question is Vlahovic by himself is not going to be able to you know answer the question of Juventus. He's too isolated in this Allegri system and he needs those quality players around him. Not to take anything away from Vlahovic. And one thing that I would add, Vlahovic needs another number nine to put pressure on him. Because mm. I think he cannot have that um, sense that he's going to play no, ma- no matter right? what. He needs something. And even for point. Juve, even for Juve, you need somebody that when Vlahovic is having an off day and he's allowed to, who's going to come in and change that game? Who's going to be able to create, uh, have something? Keane, for me, is not that guy. He hasn't been that guy for the past two years. He can do a solid shift, but you need to have a guy that's that has a nose for the goal, and Keane doesn't have that. He's more, he's better, yeah, I think, on, on the winger. wing because he, he's able to dribble and, and cross and, and use his pace, which he, he showed tonight. I totally agree with that. I think the last thing for Juventus is just there's a lot of things that, like you, you brought up a lot of ifs and whens when Kiesa's back, if Pogba doesn't get injured. If Di Maria doesn't get injured, and the truth is, 
a coaching strategy can't rely on that. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to do better at getting the most out of your players, the ones that are there, because the strategy is not there. It's relying on those individuals to be able to do well. I agree. I agree that it should be on a team. But if you take out, you know, and I'm not just saying three players, Inter's top three players, you take out, could you say Di Maria, Pogba, and Keza are, are Juventus' top three players? Yes. I would say so. Maybe Vlahovic, so then maybe one drops out. But I still think Inter has better depth. Okay. I still think Inter's system, they actually, everyone knows where they're supposed to be. It's organized. Even if you take out Lukaku, Dzeko knows what he needs to do. Okay. If you take out Dumfries and you put Darmian, he knows how to send the ball. Into, there's more of a system. Yeah, I guess. There's a feeling within the I team guess. that I think they're more replaceable than Juventus, where it more so feels like, all right, let's go out there. Let's make sure we're, we're solid defensively. When we go up, let's figure it out. Mm, it doesn't yeah. feel like there's a real strategy there. And even a guy like Locatelli, who in the Regista role, he's not suited for the Regista no. role. Has he done a terrible job in preseason? No, he didn't do a terrible job. But he's so wasted because the position. guy naturally likes to go up as an eight, as a Metzala. Mm-hmm. But they still don't have a Regista in that role. The first, the first problem was Nedved, before the match, comes out and says... Look at the team that we have, the injuries that we have. We need to go out on the transfer market. So it's already crying I mean, for asking for excuses, <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's a there's still issues at Juventus, and that's why for me, will they figure it out and get it together by the time everyone's back? Yes. It will be too late when you have to push for a scudetto. For the way that I see it, for the way that the competition is in Serie A, they are still not the scudetto team. <laughs> Show, show me what you're doing. Oh like. my gosh! <laughs> and I know you didn't see the game. I didn't see the game, but I gotta tell you something. I mean, uh, don't don't forget to compound on top of the problem that Juventus has right now. The fact that in November, a lot of those players they're not gonna be available for you. Oh, but first of all, there's no there's no games. Wait a moment. When they're gonna come back? First of all, I think November. <laughs> Wait a first of all, first of all, first of all. Oh, I don't think anyone realizes. After the laugh, know. okay, the laugh is over. Okay. <laughs> first of all, in November you give you're gonna give up on those guys that you don't know what you're gonna get back. Okay. So there's everybody. Milan don't have any players playing in the World Cup. Not as many as you think. What are you talking about? Because so your the team people, is not good. AC Milan, I'm going to make you the list of what AC Milan. Your team's not good. I'm making Magnon you the list. Magnon. on the bench. Yeah, Magnan is on the oh, bench. Okay, De Catalan is on the bench. Is For bench, he's going to start it. Yeah. Kalulu is not going to go anywhere. Yeah, he's not going to start it. Tomori is not going to go anywhere. Tomori is not going to start it. Teo, maybe. Teo, yes, Teo's in France. Okay. Calabria is not going to be there. Calabria is not going to be there. Tonali is not going to be there. Benacer is not going to be there. is not going to be there. Algeria is not in. Are you sure? Don't speak without saying what you know. If you don't know, just ask him. Michael will search out. Michael, double check, Michael. Okay. You're saying Junior Messias is not there. Junior Messias is not going to get in. So AC Milan. Leal will be for Portugal. Technically, AC Milan technically is going to have some the vast majority of their quality players just watching the World Cup and enjoying. You should invite them over. Well, we can watch the World Cup together with AC Milan. Algeria is not in the World That's Cup. That's what I'm okay. saying. <laughs> <laughs> IFTV. He's IFTV, almost never wrong. He's got, he's got a, hey, IFTV has got brand new couches, brand new furniture. I got a brand new chair. Watch out. You see that? Yeah, so we're invited. So you're invited watching yeah. the game with us. And we got a new coffee machine That's with right. a new coffee. Uh, what's it? CI, right? Siag. Siag. They're actually okay. the sponsors of Palermo. They're on their training Beautiful. right now. Beautiful. So... We have we have everything, so we just have a. And do you know who's on? Do you know who's uh, over there too? Do you recognize the singer, the Napolitan singer? 
No, not really. Could you bring him closer? He, he's a little older in that picture. I don't know this guy here. P N Nino D'Angelo. Nino D'Angelo. No, I, I don't follow. I'm not into uh, Italian music. Uh, I'm sorry. You're not into Italian music. No, no, I don't know. I, we got a bootleg Italian. No, listen. First of all, I don't have an Italian channel to listen to music. Number two, my quality is Spotify. It's like we're in the 1930s. Yes, no, well, listen, I listen to quality. I listen to, uh, you know. Nino uh, D'Angelo's quality. Nino D'Angelo's quality? Yeah. I'll right. send you some of we'll his music. Right. And, and uh, you'll drink an espresso. But uh, Anto does have a point with that. I'm not going to lie. For the World Cup, we... Yeah, I thought, he, did, I, he made a good I point thought, about Milan. Thought, you, you, didn't that you, were start, you didn't yeah, know that you were where you were going with that. You didn't realize he said it also. You guys you guys are stuck up with all players that they're going to go. Lau's going to start, though. Okay, Maybe. they're gonna go. They're gonna go. They have to perform yeah, no, for sure. for their team. They, their their team demands them to leave everything on the field. So when they're gonna come back, you don't know what you're gonna get. But the vast majority of the time, you're gonna get back tired players, not able because right after the World Cup, you have one week and then you start all over. Okay, that's it. So good luck, guys. <laughs> All right? Good luck. That was funny. That was funny. All right, then not bad. That's a pretty decent Thanks, point. Mike. That's All a very right. good point. That's gonna, so that's why they New missed gonna me be a and nice Peter. And refresh. That's why when we're we're not here, the, but the fans they missed me and Peter. That's right, Peter. They didn't know Great those analysis. That's that was Great a good analysis. one. That was a good one. All right. Uh, anyone else we got to talk about before we go? Fiorentina. I want to take. We, already, uh, we talked about Fiorentina. We talked about Fiorentina. Yes. Okay. Any other team? Any any other storylines that we missed from this weekend? What about uh, the Serbi, San Palermo, Bari, oh, and all the stuff? They uh, tied. Another they tied. Bari, Palermo, they tied. Another thing, there's rumors that there's going to be a little Italy in uh, London. West Ham is rumored to be getting Emerson Palmieri. So if nah, he goes there... We're not talking there, about wow. Emerson Palmieri. No, I'm just saying. It's an interesting thing. No, we'll the, better thing, is, the better thing is Buona. Toronto FC. Insigne and Bernadeschi. That's a we haven't talked about what that. About we haven't talked about Insigne you and Bernadeschi. No, we haven't. But didn't they recently lost against Miami? I just was yeah, watching some yeah. highlights. But I Insigne think, uh, scored that beautiful goal. Yeah, but, nice but they goal. lost. <laughs> what does that make? Yeah, uh, okay. Well, I mean, but yo, you know what I love? I think the greatest new videos on the internet are Bernadeschi's post-match interviews oh for God. Toronto. Uh-huh. It's amazing. That's what does he do? I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. Send me the great. Awesome enough. Yeah, we'll watch, we'll watch it after. But they're, I love that they're living their best life over there. It they're is just fun having them. fun, they're balling out, and uh, and enjoying themselves. It's a good time. Good time for them. Yeah, especially when you're getting paid for not doing much. I mean, they are. They're producing. Uh, also, uh, interesting bit of news. They're saying Umtiti, you guys know from Barcelona, mm-hmm. on Lecce. his way to Lecce, to sign Ooh. for Lecce, which is pretty strange. If the, you said this a couple of years ago. The great news about that incredible. too is he's uh, obviously he's a World Cup winner. We know he comes with his fair share of injuries. He's still 28 or 29 years old. They say that the reason why he wanted to come to Italy is because he wants to become a coach and he thinks that learning from the Italian system will benefit him when he mm. ends up becoming a, a coach in the future. So he's thinking ahead and uh, on Lecce, it'll be fun to watch. I don't know how it's going to end. Mm. I don't know what he's going to do there, but it should be fun. And Anto, your favorite coach, Gasperini, actually praised Milan he said Milan represent the true model to follow they know how to get young valuable players oh I know who we didn't talk about as well but that that's that's Gasparini before the match just uh but he even said before the match he said that this game is not that as important he said it's, it's very important for Milan because they're going for a Scudetto for us it's not so he's learning from Milan. Domenico Berardi scored a, oh. an absolute worldie of a goal from outside the area on the volley boom great goal 
That Milan is a play, that is a player. It would be that great I, for Milan. That is a player that I always wanted more than Scamacca or Raspadori. That was the player that I always pushed. They punished AC Milan day in and day out. Every time we played against Asuolo, Berardi has left a mark. You need a, a right very winger. It would be mark. great. You know, you you subs a, a Salas maker with Berardi. I'm telling you, you got I agree. you got a world championship oh. right there. <laughs> world champ could have been just a. We'll take the Champions League with Berardi, and but he, and you're not going to play him for the World Cup, so he's another. Berardi, first Berardi. Why don't you spend some money? Why don't you spend some money? We don't spend the money. I don't know spend if he wanted the money. I don't yeah. think Berardi wanted he's to leave. An well, he's an Inter fan. I don't think Berardi wanted to leave. He said he's been three years that he won. Listen to me. <laughs> Listen to me. Juventus was don't looking at Berardi. Roma was looking at Berardi. You guys were looking at Berardi. The guy doesn't want to leave. We were looking at Berardi. We played. Three five two. Yeah, okay. uh, Maldini looks for coupons when he's shopping yeah, in the okay. Mercato. <laughs> oh yeah, coupon clipping. Grandes conto <laughs> or food stamps or food stamps. Right? Maldini, can I buy you with the food stamps or coupons? He saw Messi delivering his package. Like, do you know how to play yeah, football? Yeah, well, so brought him on. Well, the one, uh, the one thing I would add, and this is kind of sad. Is it bad that every time I watch Berardi score a goal, like I see him score that oh, world, and yeah, I'm like, how the hell did he miss with no no goalkeeper? It's the first thing I think of. Like, you watch the goal, Stop I was so excited. Stop Donnarumma let that goal <laughs> in. I, I told you that 70% of our, our problem was Donnarumma 70%. not making that save. But I didn't, I didn't say that. I didn't blame him for not going to the World Cup. All I said is he missed without an open goal. That's what I said. Yeah, you know how much I love Donnarumma. Donnarumma, Donnarumma. Yeah, it's like a stand kid. Donnarumma. I love Donnarumma. You used, but to, I, you used to. You still love him? No, yeah, he doesn't love him anymore. Him, but, uh, he screwed us up big time. We are here crying right now because of Donnarumma. Donnarumma should have made us safe. Who would have scored then if he made us safe? Don't worry about it. There would have been no score. We can't score with an open goal, but we're going to blame him. We would have gone in overtime or a uh, penalty. That would have been wonderful. Belotti. <laughs> yeah, okay. How does he still not have a team? God. That's pretty crazy, right? There's so a week he's left. He's either going to Roma or he's going to walk back to Torino. Who needs a forward? You said somebody Torino. That's where he played <laughs> call, call the that's owner. Where, that's where he left. Maybe make him an offer that he can refuse, man. Juventus. But does Juventus he need a backup striker? Mm. Nah. It's Roma. It's Roma because Roma have no backup striker. He's he's, he's probably going to end up wait, at Roma. He's waiting for Roma. Most likely. He has already agreement with Roma. How much? <laughs> How much? He's going to be making. A you should know. You should now be 2.5. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised he said something. 2.5 espressos. <laughs> 2.5 and lira. No, lira. That's not a lot of money. That's not a lot of money. Uh, what is he going to make? How old is he? Is he 27, 28? He's like 20, pushing 30. 2.5 oh. net. I'll check. Nah, I think he's I think he's uh, 28 or 29. Okay, guess so, go. I, I say no, 28. Pick one, I say bro. 28. Why not? What do you say? 29. What do you say? Uh, my 29. Turning 29. I'll say 29 too. 29. So you're saying 28. I would say 30. <laughs> no, no, no. Pick one. Go. Pick one. 30. Why are you screaming? <laughs> he is... 28. Turning... No, not turning. Tur what is he? I said turning 29. Okay, what is he? No, if he's 28... How, if is, it, 28 how is this hard? Dead. It's an age. What is he? He's What's 28. He's 28. But he's okay. turning... It doesn't matter what year. he's turning. Everyone's turning something else. Yeah. like two no, months, he's turning. He's he's but he's turning in it a couple matter. months. It doesn't matter. It's what is he right now? 28. But during the season, he's going to be 29 longer. But nobody's talking about cares. Okay, whatever. All right, so Age is like the simplest thing. So he's got two years then left. But in a 30. couple months, it changes. So it's not, it's, you know. Now, nah, listen, That's this, Berardi, this Berardi, thank God. I mean, everybody was rumored, oh, AC Milan, $100 million for Belotti, this guy. Belotti, Bel Oh, sorry, Belotti, please. If you were to pay me $100 million to keep him on a bench, <laughs> I don't think you will. Uh, 
And how, Mar- and how Marco talks about Vlaovic all the time, right? Oh, <laughs> Marco, don't get me started with Vlaovic. Yeah. That fo- guy... Forming from the mouth, that talking about Vlaovic. That guy is on head, the way he opened his mouth. Like he used to do like daily, daily, daily. The Vlaovic, Vlaovic. He never hands when he opens his mouth. Vlaovic. By the time he finished to say his name, oh my God. Take it easy, Paisai. That guy's a head case. Like a rabid raccoon. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't wish him any Anything bad, but uh, he scored for buy another day. Yeah, listen, I don't think you, you, you spend too much money. You spend too much money. You spend too much money for a player that is not well known to perform in a high, high quality team like Juventus. All right, okay? guys. Anything else before we go? I think we hit it all. Right. I'm gonna go for another espresso. <laughs> <laughs> I don't what? think you need another from, one. From who? Uh, from you. No, no. What's it called? Oh, from a Siag. 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 Spelled, spelled S-I-A-G, right? I'm so proud of you. Beautiful. And coffee. Napolitano. Oh, beautiful. Even better. You know, if the coffee passes through Napoli, and if they could sponsor Palermo, because in Sicily, too, the coffee is very important, then you know that it has to be good. Guys, the link is in the description, so you can purchase yours. As always, guys, we'll talk to you soon. Instead of say, see you... For the next uh, IFTV podcast, we'll say Siag for the next time podcast. Yes, sir.